Hi, I'm James Dickey. And I'm Doug Seaton. And we're here with you on location for the next episode of Minnesota Law Weekly, where we at the Upper Midwest Law Center tell you all about the work that we are doing on behalf of the people of Minnesota. And today we're here talking to you about what we have just done right here in the Minnesota Supreme Court. And so we're gonna talk first about what is this case that we had today? And then we'll tell you a little bit about what has happened in this case from the beginning until now. And we'll give you our impressions of what the seven Supreme Court justices in Minnesota thought about our case. So first of all, we started this case back in August of 2020, Doug. Yes, you're right, James. We were the first on the, on the scene to challenge the, uh, the governor's order that implemented a mask requirement across the state on everyone, essentially, which we found to be in violation of an existing state statute that said no masks in public. We said, how can the governor issue an order that is in direct defiance of a state statute? That's not allowed, in our view, in our constitutional order. So we challenged it, and the rest has become history. Right. And so since then, so we we said, you know, Minnesota Constitution says that the executive, the governor, has a different set of authority than the legislature. And what the governor is doing by issuing this mask order simply makes it so that the governor is our legislature. And that's just not right. It isn't right. And we, as we left the Supreme Court chamber where we just argued the case, James did, there is a, a, a slogan over the door that's a very apt slogan for this case and a lot of our other cases where law ends, tyranny begins. That's and right. that's exactly what we were fighting over. So after August 2020, when we filed this, we then had an oral argument in front of Judge Guthman in Ramsey County, who's been in the news recently, of course. Um, and he unfortunately ruled against us, which I think kind of demonstrates he doesn't have any bias against Governor Walls with his recent statements. Um, but then after that, we appealed within the 60 day time window for appeals in Minnesota. And just three days after we filed our notice of appeal, Governor Walls terminated the mask mandate. And so what the governor and the attorney general are now arguing is that because they've repealed the order, which of course they could do at the stroke of a pen, the case is moot. The can't, case can't go forward. We can't continue with our challenge to the authority, uh, their lack of authority for issuing this type of order in the first place. And that's the core of our fight now is whether we get a decision from the Supreme Court on that underlying issue of whether there is authority to issue an order from the governor's pen that is in direct defiance of a state statute. That's exactly right. And the reality is that we have to be able to go forward and every single person challenging bad government actions in Minnesota should be able to get a final decision from the courts on the merits of the case, the meat of the case, to decide whether or not the government did the right thing or the wrong thing. It's not that in this case, the court has to decide whether Governor Walls was right or wrong at this juncture. It's that, that we should at least get the opportunity to get to the final decision. Our problem in a case like this is that we are cut off at the knees every time, or can be, by unilateral action on the part of the governor or the attorney general. It's, it's happened before, it can't happen again. In another case, our Northland Baptist case that you know about, where we got the governor to finally agree he was not in challenge in federal court, that he was not going to issue any more orders that treated churches and uh, differently than, say, if sports venues or the like. He, he agreed to do that. That did make the case moot because we said, well, there, okay, we've got a commitment. It's not going to happen again. So then we don't have a live case. In this case, the governor would not do that. 
Uh, and so our argument is this can happen again. It could happen tomorrow that we have a new mask uh, order issued by the governor. We have to be able to get to the bottom line of the Supreme Court deciding this fundamental issue. Do we have separation of powers under our constitution or not? Does the legislature, our elected representatives, make the laws or don't they? If they make the laws, the governor cannot disallow the law. That's a tyrannical position. It can't be the law in the state of Minnesota, in our view. And that's right. And so at this point now, we have come to the Minnesota Supreme Court today, where we had an oral argument. And I was able to do the oral argument, and Doug was there supporting yeah. me and, and with me to uh, give me the wisdom and the information that I really need to do a great job. And you can view the argument that we had today on the Minnesota Supreme Court's website. It should be posted within about 24 hours after the oral argument. But Doug, I wanted to get your take on how you think the argument went with the seven justices. Well, I thought it went extremely well. You always make a great argument, James, but this was very complicated, a lot of pieces to this puzzle. I think it was presented very, very well. And the justices were all engaged. That's the first thing I'll say is that we've got uh, the whole Supreme Court's attention riveted on the, on the argument. Every one of those justices had a, a question for you. Several of them had many questions. And you could tell they were tr coming at this from different directions. We don't know what the result would be. Nobody rules from the bench at the Supreme Court. But we had a clear sense that at least we were fully engaged. They heard us. We couldn't have done a better job. You couldn't have done a better job presenting the arguments. And the rest is just what it is. They're going to rule as they rule. We don't know what that will be. We're very hopeful for a result that will say we do have a Republican form of government still in Minnesota. We have legislatures passing laws and we have governors implementing them. We don't have governors making law and overriding state statutes. And that's the fundamental issue in the case in my, my point of view. And I think the justices get that. And you know, on that front, what I emphasize to the justices in the argument today is that Governor Walls, in addition to the 16 different times he has declared a peacetime emergency, in response to the COVID-19 orders, he's also uh, declared peacetime emergencies in 14 other instances during his four years. So 30 times in four years, Governor Walls has issued an emergency of some sort, whether it's because of COVID or civil unrest or flooding or cold or what have you. So the fact is Minnesotans deserve to be able to have these decisions, which are inherently short in their nature, decided by the court. I think that the court was, as Doug said, very engaged, um, we, of course, we don't have a crystal ball. No, uh, we do have no. a great uh, deal of confidence that the court will recognize this voluntary cessation doctrine that we've been talking about and not to get too much more into the weeds on it. But the court will also decide whether or not it's going to send the case back to the Court of Appeals to then finally decide the merits of the case. And that's what we've asked the court to do today. And we think that there is a very good chance that they will do just that. Well, that's it for this week's Minnesota Law Weekly on location at the Minnesota Capitol in St. Paul. And again, I'm James Dickey. I'm Doug Seaton. And we are here with the Upper Midwest Law Center, which is a 100% donor supported uh, 501c3 public interest law firm. We, all of your donations that you give us are tax deductible and we need them to continue our important work coming to places like the Minnesota Supreme Court, which has recognized the validity and the good work that we have done of our efforts and we need your help to support us. So we ask you to help us by either going to our website and donating or sending us a check uh, to our physical address. Thank you for being with us again today. Thanks and we'll see you next time.